ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, Terramaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. Austin Abney, welcome back to ATV Talk. How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Coming off a great weekend, so here we are. Well, let, let, let's just start it off. Let, let, give me some insight on that weekend. Oh, well, we uh, you know came off summer break, and um, we had some uh, some questions in the air of what shocks I was going to run. Obviously, it's going to be custom access, but uh, last minute I had some Springer shocks that uh, I got throughout the summer. And uh, ran on a couple locals, you know, no big deal. And I told dad before we left, I'm like, you know, I'm going to take those off the practice bike. I'm going to throw them in the truck. Maybe I'll run them. And uh, we got to the track and I was like, you know, I, it's been kind of rough season. I'm just going to throw them on, see what comes of it. So we threw them on uh, Friday, you know, midday there. Mikey came over. We uh, did ride height and check everything over and said, good to go. Um, so threw those on and, uh, went out Saturday, got a pretty good start, went forth in the woods. And, uh, from there it was just, uh, it was crazy. Um, running out there with those guys, um, like I said, it was, it was crazy. Um, I'm excited. I was finally able to do it. I knew I could long time ago. I just, I've had some back issues throughout the year. Um, we're starting to get them figured out. Um, don't have hundred percent done yet, but a uh, little confidence there and uh, landing on the uh, on the top five there. So that, uh, that was great. And that's your first top five in XC one, right? Yep. First top, top five ever. I've uh, I got uh, six overall at Ironman back 2016, 17, somewhere in there um, from college. A. It was, it was a good race back then, but uh, yeah, to break that top five, in the XC1 class, especially with the year I've had, it's what I needed. Well, I got to watch a little bit of it, and I thought you rode awesome. What I really want you to get out is what happened with your social media program, because that seemed to explode over the summer break. Not only is it showing you working, it's showing you riding. I mean, what, what was the change there? You know, I've said it for years. Um, sponsors love social media. That's kind of the world we're coming into. Um, and I've talked with a couple guys, um, Mason Raider being one of them, which he does like Adam McGill stuff, uh, Stu Baylor stuff, uh, and a lot of the GCC stuff. So I've talked with him and um, he was going to kind of run some of it. And then he, he's like, why don't you have your girlfriend run some of it? And long story short, I was finally like, you know what? I'm just going to start 
when I have time throughout the day, whether it's at 7 a.m. or noon or in the evening, you know, go to bed, you know, I'm just going to start making drafts. And um, I started doing that. And then, you know, I tried to hit the certain times and uh, post them. So uh, when I decided to do that, I hit up a couple of local guys um, to start making some race edits at like IXCR and um, some Midwest and stuff like that. So they started doing that, which helped me out a bunch. Um, I can't thank those guys enough. Um, They're giving me all kinds of content. And so that was the first step. And then the rest was me just uh, taking the time to actually post it. Um, hitting the Instagram reels, hitting TikTok a little bit, and you know Facebook, um, and just trying to grow social media. I mean, that's that's where the, where the world's going. And um, between sponsors, just getting myself out there, um, I've got a little website in the works with um, maybe some um, swag. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so hopefully, we'll have some of that up into this year, first of next year, and uh, see where that goes too. That's pretty awesome stuff. We're all, you know, even ATV talk is trying to evolve and, you know, we've been working on our website for two years and we still haven't got it done. And, and I know I'm behind. I know I am. Our YouTube page is behind, but just like you, you're working, racing, building your social media program. We're all doing the same stuff. I'm just happy to, I'm just happy to want to, to produce your story versus go out and race. Well, I'm too old to, yeah. you know, <laughs> I mean, I may not be too old, but you know, uh, yep, my I think, yeah, I, understand. I don't think my wife would be too keen on me throwing a leg <laughs> going racing. So. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, you know, every now and then, but just not every weekend. Right. No, she wouldn't be too keen on me building race bikes for myself and spending all that time in the garage. Um, yeah, she actually, she actually really likes this podcast stuff, you know, well, she, that's good. She doesn't watch much of it other than from behind the scenes and some of the stuff that we make. And she watches the, to get the get together and she really enjoys that part of it. You know what I think she enjoys more is busting all of our asses to work harder. <laughs> that's good. And she won't, she won't listen to this. So, so it's great. So I can't, uh, yeah, you're good. You, yeah, you're out. You're in the clear. <laughs> so that's awesome. talk to me about your maturity because the last time we talked, which was episode 44, if anybody wants to go back and listen to that. And that was in March of 2021. Yeah. So a young kid coming off of, a championship to the XC one class. You're not the same guy. No, no. I mean, that was, that was a great uh, 2020. was a great year. Um, You know, the championship and then going into XC one. I mean, I knew it was going to be tough, um, but wow. It's just a whole different mental game too. Um, you know, like locals here in Indiana, uh, we race IXCR and then that's our main series we race. And then I hit, uh, some Midwest crossroads, extreme stuff like that. Um, you know, we go there and have a good time and, and, uh, ride with all those guys. And, you know, sometimes at the IXCRs we get Bryson or, or Adam, or we had Devin this year. Um, but then when you go to the national and you start with all those guys on the front row, it's a totally different game whether it's mental, whether it's, it's physical, it's rough. Um, 
very eye-opening. Um, you know, in XC2, you could you could start behind them. And, it, you know, if they had kind of a slower front first lap, you could kind of catch the backpack of XC1 and ride with them. And you knew if you were riding within, you know, 10 seconds of them, you were beating them. Um, well, now, you know, I've learned in the last year and a half that uh, swap that and I'm the XC1 guy. Here comes the XC2 guys behind me. Um, you know, I've had Jay Shadron, White Wilk, and uh, Brandon Owens, um, all those guys coming up on me. And I'm like, and for me, that was a struggle, um, knowing they were catching me. And then, you know, I started to get my head down. And and uh, not that those guys aren't fast or anything. I just I just knew that, you know, if I could get a good start and ride with the guys in XC1, I could, I could ride with that pace and, you know, and take off with them. So um, finally, a year and a half later, I was able to do that uh, last weekend and uh, track was great. Um, and uh, I was, I was glad, like I said, to, to put in a top five finish there and it was what I needed. So here we are. The water doesn't affect you. I love it. I'm from Indiana. Come on. I'm, I'm dude. I'm a <laughs> if, if it's no, I mean, Go ahead. Know, honestly, the track wasn't, uh, the track I thought was great for the first three laps. Um, There's a little water here and there, but that was nothing compared to what we've seen around here. But um, the last lap, it did start to rain pretty heavy um, and it made it interesting. But the first three laps, I didn't think was anything too crazy. Uh, track was flowing great. And, uh, it, you know, it was, it was one of those tracks that it was just, it was my kind of track. Um, so that was in my favor. But, uh, you know, I think that gave me the confidence I needed. Um, like I said, I knew all year and, you know, last year I could ride with them. Um, and now, you know, I proved it. I just got to continue and, and keep charging from there. So Hunter Hart and I were messaging back and forth and he said the same, he loved it. He thought it was the greatest thing, you know, you know it, the water didn't affect him in any way. So if it's a wet race, do you think you're psychologically more ready for that race than everybody else? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm one at locals. I'm like, please just be dry, dusty, less clean up, easier to get in and out of the track, whatever. Right. Nationals comes along. I hope it's a monsoon. Um, that's just my riding style. That's, that's what I grew up in, in Indiana. Um, now this year we haven't had much of that, but um, yeah, nationals. When it comes to being, you know, it slows everyone down a little bit too. Um, but that's just my kind of riding style, especially this track last weekend. So, you know, Adams come to some of the locals and at IXCR, and he's like, "Don't splash me mid race or whatever," which we don't. But yeah, I've always joked with him like, "I'm going to come up on the creek and splash you and this and that." But uh, getting my grips wet, my seat wet me totally wet it doesn't affect me mid-race um i guess that's just indiana in me i don't know um but no it, it doesn't affect me much when it gets wet when you go out and race against legendary guys like chris borage and adam gill you know johnny gallagher and these guys are behind you what's going through your head Man, honestly, um, it's crazy because, like, when I first started racing, um, or even was introduced to the whole racing thing back in 2013 ish, you know, the whole championship thing was going on with Chris and Walker. And, 
Um, there was a lot of uh, um, Ironmans that I missed. I was, I'm 20 minutes from Ironman. Um, I always wanted to go. We always had a family vacation during that weekend. And um, so I always, you know, I always heard about it and this and that, but um, you know, Chris always being the man and then, you know, finally being able to be, a, being able to line up with him um, is crazy. And, you know, it's funny. I actually, I talked to Chris on the phone today, um, him and I Snapchat all the time and, and talk and, you know, Adam and I, um, I've been out to his house a couple of times and we rode side by sides and, um, you know, it's crazy to think, you know, if I look at myself, what is it? Six, seven, eight years ago, I would have never thought I would have been racing with them, but also been really good friends with them. Um, and, and honestly, that's the whole XC one class, you know, it's all, it's all game face of what everyone sees, you know, when we're at the track and this and that, but we've all got group chats and group text and this and that, and, and we're all a big friend group. So that that's cool too. So what do you think when you're running in the top five, top four up there and you're seeing the battle evolve between Walker and Bryson, and then you have Cole mixed in there and Hunter and, and, and you're, you're getting a front row seat and you're now intermixed in that. What were you thinking? You know, um, the first thing I was through my head was um, I was, I had a GoPro on the quad from um, my uh, graphic sponsor, Octane Graphics, uh, Jeff Rowland. He actually, he shipped it to me to make sure I had it for this race. And uh, so we put that on, you know, no, it was muddy. I'm like, man, I don't even, I should put it on. We put it on the quad and I was like, you know what, if we get good footage, great. If not, is what it is. Well, the first lap, you know, I would try and I think I wiped it like two or three times and, uh, you know, at the end of that lap, I'm like, man, I should probably quit worrying about this GoPro. I'm like in a good position. Maybe I should actually keep pushing, you know? And, um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It is funny because Chris and I were talking today and he's like, yeah, I saw that you got ahead of me on the start and, you know, nothing against you, but you know, I, I, I knew I'd see you later on the race. You, you, you kind of fall back like you always did. And, um, he said, at the end of the race, I came through. And you never fell back. So I asked old fat Pat and uh, where'd Austin finish? He said, oh, he finished fifth. And, you know, and, and Chris said, you know, man, I was pumped for you. So it's cool to see, you know, he's, he was pumped for me. And, and uh, yeah, anything going through my head there was just, you know what? It's been a long year and a half. Let's uh, you're in this position. Let's, let's finish it. Let's, let's get to the finish line and let's get that top five. You know, uh, the last lap I did lose the fifth position. Um, bumped a tree there john glada got around me and um i didn't realize how close i was to hunter actually um halfway through that last lap i was about eight seconds from him and uh long story short bumped a tree john got around me and i was like man you know i lost that top five position i've been striving for that up for a year and a half um and you know i got back going john made a little mistake got back around him you know finished within 23 seconds of hunter i was i was pumped so it, it was great that, that's that's a great boost for your program, for you, for your sponsors. Um, how did the, how did the team react? You know, when you got back to the pits. Yeah, it was awesome. You know, Dad was right there, uh, like he always is. He was pumped. Um, Jason Stewart with Action Off Road, he was right there. And then you know, all all the people throughout the years that have been at the nationals and you know through the twenty twenty season with my XC two championship, and then 
you know, even before that, um, all the people that had, you know, been cheering me on and just, you know, like to see people do good. Um, you know, they were coming up to me, you know, excited. And like I said, you know, even people in my class, you know, Chris Borch, I talked to Adam, um, I talked to Cole, um, Walker comment on my post. He was excited. You know, it, it's cool to see, um, even though we're competitors, you know, everyone, everyone's excited to see, you know, when, when something's finally deserved and, and people actually reach that, that they do it and, and everyone's excited for that. So that's cool. How old are you? 24. So you're still relatively young. Yeah. Um, do you go to college or is it just work and race? So I went to uh, Hobart went straight out of college. Um, that next year I graduated in 2017. I uh, went to Hobart welding school for, it was, it was, it's a 10 and a half month program called a year. Right. Um, I started working at uh, a little mom and pop shop, Delta welding supply. It's a, a welding supply house. Uh, we supplied welders, you know, anything involved welding, grinder, grinders, um, wire. And um, we actually just recently got bought out uh, by Lindy Gas and Equipment um, about three months ago now. So I went from a uh, company that has, I think we had six or seven employees. I was the manager slash sales there um, to the biggest gas supplier in the world. Uh, they're in 30 countries. Um, they have just over 70,000 employees. So that's been kind of a, a change. Um, but um, here coming up October 1, um, I'm going to be full-time outside sales. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that, you know, working from home. Um, and uh, we'll see where that goes. But uh, I, I've got two bikes on, on order. So uh, I guess we're doing this again next year. Well, that's awesome that you're already, you're already prepping and getting ready. Um, have you been in contact with the guys on the West coast about the big money race? I haven't, I've seen, uh, I've seen walkers going, I've seen hunters going. Um, I haven't heard much about it, but, uh, I, I'd love, I'd love to see what's going on there. But like I said, I haven't heard much of it. Where are you in points? Uh, in GCC? Yeah. Not good. Uh, I think like, 14th or 15th overall and like 11th in class. But you finished inside the top five. Um, you ought to reach out. I might like have to. West Coast, you know, it's 10 grand. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I said, I've, I've always, I've, I've heard about it and I've always wanted to go out there. I know um, the Hunter and Josh and Johnny went out and raced. Um, was it a works race at the end of the GCC season last, last year? Yep. Uh, I thought that was super cool. But yeah, I might have to do that. See, the, the money race is on Friday night under the lights. Okay. Head to head race. So your races are short, super short. Um, they're going to mix the terrain up. Uh, and then there's the works, the, the works pro race, hour and a half race on Sunday. Okay. So you gotcha. could, yeah. might have to look into that a little bit. Well, West Miller's down in um, Baja getting ready to race the Baja 400. Um, if you need help with contact, just reach out to me and we'll, we'll get okay. you, in, we'll get you in touch with him and, um, see if he can get you a spot. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. I'll see, uh, you know, fit that nail work schedule and, uh, see what we can do there. That'd be cool. Yeah. It's November. It's the fourth, fifth and sixth of November. And unfortunately there is a distance there, but 
Yeah, well, you know, that, honestly, that's that's part of racing. I, you know, all the local people around here all the time. Man, you travel all the time. How do you how do you deal with it? It's like, you know, I've been doing it for so long. It's just this is part of me. I I love traveling. Love honestly, I love staying in hotels. A lot of people don't. I sleep so good in hotels that when I wake up, it it's like a total recharge. I don't know what it is. Always has been. You know, Dad and I always uh, we go to the track. You know, get there Friday. Uh, usually stay in a hotel Thursday night and get the track Friday, then uh, stay in a hotel again Friday night, and then race Saturday and head on home. And I, I don't know what it is. I, I I get recharged there. You know, I've traveled for thirty some years all over the world doing what I do, and and yeah, there's something about a different hotel or a or a different place. Some of them I didn't like. Some of them I did. But yeah, I can agree with that. For the most part, I really enjoyed it. Or obviously, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about your mental game and how did you come about changing the slump? Oh man, that's a tough one. I mean. Well, let really? me let, let me rephrase this, okay? Okay. So, you're transitioned from XC2. You're catching the guys in front of you, you're realizing that's where you're going to be, but you had no idea that it was going to change the way it did. Yep. So, talk about that change and then will roll into what you do, what you did to change the mental game to come back after summer break. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, come out of XC2, we, we didn't do much the winter of the XC2 to the XC1 season, you know, I uh, did just our normal stuff, you know, built bikes and went to the first round. Um, we did that all year long. Um, didn't really have any issues last year. Um, we, I think we blew up a motor in Florida um it's kind of a fluke thing and then after that we just kind of stayed consistent in that top 10 ish you know top 15 um and then we switched to yamaha mid-year last year um this last winter uh we went into it and um we really hit the gym hard um i was hitting it twice a day um which was the first for me i had never really worked out never really done any of that kind of stuff um and then I had the local Badlands off-road park here. It's like an old sand pit. Um, they allowed me to go ride. Um, my four stayed out of buddy's house that lives a uh, half mile from, from the park. They let me come in the back. Uh, and I rode for a good month and a half before the first national. Um, but with my working out twice a day, riding once a day, um, I outworked my body. Um, and I kind of developed a little bit of a back issue, um, which we, like I said earlier, we still haven't quite figured out. Um, I've been told five different things from five different doctors. Um, so once that developed, we stopped them, just kind of went back to our normal program, racing on the weekends, going to locals, going to nationals. Um, so like I said, we're doing three, um, three appointments a week in Indy, which is about an hour and a half away from me for a chiropractor, um, doing some adjustments. And I think we're going to get it lined out. 
Um, and, you know, mentally going into this season, I was the best I had been, I felt like. Um, but then the whole back thing came and um, that kind of shut me down, even though physically I felt like I was there too. Um, but mentally, once I knew I kind of had a back issue, it just kind of shut me down. But um, coming to this last four, and it seems like the last four for me, I don't know if it's if it's just because it's the last four and you just hang it out and hope for the best. Um, you know, I told myself going into it that just like this, the shock change, I put some springers on and uh, I was like, I have nothing to lose. So I went into it knowing I had nothing to lose, um, got a great start, and uh, I was just ready for it. That's that's awesome. You know, I think that going to the chiropractor is a great thing. I've been going since I was a little kid. I, I recommend it to everybody. There's some people that think it's quackery, but you know, we could get off on a tangent on it, but as long as your spine is straight and everything is where it's supposed to be, your body can do amazing things. Yep. So and mine is not straight. <laughs> so <laughs> we're working on it though. We're, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. Well, the lady that works on my back, you need, she tells me all the time, you need to come and see me more often. Not when it hurts. Yeah. You know, even when you don't hurt, you need to come and see me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm busy. I, yeah. You know, and I only show up when I can't freaking lift my head up, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah that's, uh, I was pretty much, I was not asked to come in three times a week. It was pretty much, they told me I had to come in three times a week. Right. Um, and that basically on a 90 day plan. So, you know, it's, uh, two times a week or three times a week for a certain amount of time. And then I go to two times a week and then finally, you know, eventually I'll go to one time a week. But, uh, if that was, if that's what it takes, I'm willing to do it. Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, I'm sure you feel great when you walk out of there. I do, you know, and then <laughs> the crazy thing is I can, I can feel great all day and I'll brush my teeth and bend over wrong. And it's like, what what's going on back there, you know? So, um, you know, I've been told so many things. Um, I'm just going to stick with this for now and I'm feeling good. So I'm ready for, you know, national, what we got a week in a couple of days. I'm ready. Most chiropractors have stretching programs and things like that, that they can get you into. So yeah, just, I, I think that, that that's a great plan. I really, really do. I, I, I think it'll serve you well. Um, uh, I mean, I, I don't think I, I've gone to multiple different chiropractors. I've never been to a bad one, you know? Yeah. I prefer yeah, well, and this guy, he, he bases stuff off of like x-rays. So they take x-rays, you know, at certain times and they base everything off that versus just going in there and cracking and popping stuff. So that's why I have to drive an hour and a half away. But, you know, if, like I said, if it works, it works. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the most important thing is getting you healthy and getting you strong. You're not a, you're, you're a bigger guy, right? Yeah. I'm about six, two. Okay. Yeah. Six, two, about one eighty. So, well, the, the weight's smaller, but the height is, is uh, yeah. good leverage yeah. in the woods, right? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just click under John Glotta. He, he's got me in height by quite a bit, I guess, but uh, him and I have kind of the same, same build going on there. Yeah. I, I haven't got to speak to John yet, but I will, you know, yeah, you will. Yeah. I mean, I've reached out to him, but he was out of town when, when we did a Instagram live. Um, but, 
I, I want to get and talk to all you guys because yeah. it's it, the camaraderie from back east and from the woods guys. Um, it, it's almost like if you guys weren't racing, you'd be riding together anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Doing something. Yeah. And I, I want to throw something in there. I was talking earlier how, you know, the whole XC1 class is, you know, everyone has their differences and this and that, but, um, I, I was finally able to make it to the action off-road camp training camp this last summer. Um, you know, there was a bunch of the XC1 guys there, you know, me, Hunter, uh, John, Adam, Cole, um, like I said, a, a bunch of us. And, uh, you know, I think that may have had something to do with some of the, the mental game and the confidence coming in this last four, um, was being able to hang out with all them and just, just be a normal person. I mean, that's, that's what we all are. And, um, you know, hang out with the kids and show the kids some stuff. Um, so that was a huge thing for me over the summer. I've been trying to go for the last couple of years and work never allowed it, but, uh, finally this last summer allowed it. And, and that's something I, I told Jason, as soon as I left, like count me in for next year, as long as I'm welcome, I'm coming. That's, that's cool. Um, you, you've gotten to watch your heroes race yeah. from a young age and the transition from watching your heroes race to being in the midst with them. It's a psychological setback because you don't think they're human. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yep. And but being able to hang out there, um, uh, Jared McClure was there. Um, you had Kate Osborne there. Um, it, it was, it was an awesome experience and just being able to be us. Did Jared get hurt? He did. Yeah. Uh, he broke his collarbone oh. at the, before summer break. Um, he was back this last weekend. Um, but I think he blew a stator out or something. Okay. I knew there was an issue. So he's healthy. He's healthy now. Um, but yeah, he did. He did uh, break down this weekend. Yeah, that's a bummer. I mean, I can't believe that you guys ride through all that water and don't have more issues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, that's one of the first things I check after any race is my filter. What's my filter look like? Right. And uh, I finally got it down to where I've got a good air box set up a Ryan Johnson air box. I did a little modification to it. And, uh, I've yet to have a dirty filter and, uh, that that's a, that's a big thing. I watched, uh, Josh Merritt posted a picture of his bike and it's just a mess and the air filter's perfect. Yep. I'm like, huh. And it looked like, a, it looked to me like he ran an open setup and I'm thinking, how in the hell can you run an open setup and not get any water in there? Yep. Yep. I it just floored me because you know, being on the West coast, we run everything, you know, get as much air in there as you possibly can. And yep, that's dry. Yeah. We never screen it off because when we have water races, it's like, Oh God, you know, get the duct tape out. Yeah. <laughs> Try to figure <laughs> this out in a big hurry. Yeah. You guys, when the, when the, we have a wet race and the XC one guys come out and race it, it's usually a slaughter because you're already prepared for the wet and we're scared. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can we pause this for like a quick second? I got to use the restroom real quick. Not a good. Hold on. Right. One. Right back. Yeah, go ahead. I'll pause it.
Yeah, that was that's easy. With just she just cuts that out or puts something in there and 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 perfect. So, did you think? Do you think that the shock change that you tried was a a deciding factor in the way the machine worked for you, or it just or they just worked better in that situation? You know, it, it's been one of those things. I've ran air shocks um, since I started. Really, uh, I started on Fox and then you know went to Custom Axis. Um, and been with custom access for five years, something like that. Um, and I've always wanted to try like actual Springer shocks. I just, I've always ran air. So why change it? Right. Um, and like I was talking about earlier, you know, I had nothing to lose. Um, so we ordered some a couple months ago, ran them out a couple locals and, um, I'm not saying the Springers are better than the airs. I'm not saying the airs are better than the Springers. Um, And it may just be in my head thinking that they're that much better. Um, But I felt very comfortable on the bike and um, everything was clicking that day. So I actually, um, I'm fully switching to Springers and going to do, because I haven't even tested with the Springers yet. Um, That's just what they sent me out of the box. Uh, Micah, he hooked me up. Uh, You know, I have full trust in him. And he said, he came set the ride height and he felt them. He said, you know, they felt pretty good. And, uh, so that's what we're doing now. And yet, yeah, I mean, I hear, I hear good things about that guy. Yeah. He's, you know, it's great to have him at the track. You know, there's not a lot of sponsors that are at the track every weekend, every national, um, don't wrong. There is some, but, uh, he, he's one that is always there. Uh, if he can be, and uh, it, it's just nice having that reassurance that if something goes wrong, you know, right before the race, or if you just need him to come set your ride height, he'll come set your ride height. Um, and just being able to have that relationship is great. What do you do? Or, well, let me ask you this. Do you run a different tire setup? And if you don't want to give your secrets out, you don't have to. Um, do you run different tire setups in the wet versus the dry? I don't. I don't, um, I don't run different, like, you know, people run big tires at snowshoe or, um, you know, some of the kindy guys run like sticky, sticky tires, kind of our softer tires versus harder tires. Um, I run the Maxis razor two fronts and the Maxis razor rears, no matter what same size. And that's what I run. I've ran them since I started, I ran them on my, 250 and my 400 EX before I even started racing years ago. Um, and that's what I've ran since I started and I know what they can do. I know what they're capable of. Um, and no, I don't, I don't, I don't adjust my pressures or nothing. Do you run inserts? I run tire balls. I run tire balls at the same pressure. Um, and it's what I run. I, I, I have confidence in them, you know, um, so whether it's dry snowshoe conditions, just a little wet, it's whatever I run. That's that. I mean, if you're that confident in your setup, I mean, that's great. I mean, you made a comment about your, you know, whether the shocks were in your head or not. And, and I think that it's so important for a racer, um, you know, when I was, oh, let, let, let's change that. When I was a young mechanic, I scoffed at that. Uh huh. Now, as I've developed, as racers do, 
whether I like the setup or not, if the rider is confident in and likes it, we're going to go with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. if I can that's, go ahead. No, that, so that's like with the springers, you know, I, we were getting ready to leave and I was like, I'm just going to take those off the practice bike, throw them in the truck. We got to the race that Friday without a question. I just told dad, I said, you know what? I'm just going to throw them on. And I had confidence in it. And he's like, I'm throwing them on. I have nothing to lose. We're throwing them on. Micah's can come over. We're set right height. Good to go. And so, like you said, having confidence in, in your setup and knowing what, you know, what, how it's going to handle, what's going to happen. Th- there's nothing like that. So I keep looking at that number one in behind you. And it's a hard Yep. And it's a hard hood. And you made a comment about switching from Honda to Yamaha. Well, you just made a comment about switching to Yamaha. Was there an issue in the transition or was it really smooth for you? No. um, So I ran Hondas all the way up until uh, basically the center break last year. Um, It wasn't a situation where I didn't like the Hondas. I was having, you know, a lot of people say, well, you're probably just having issues getting parts. I wouldn't have any issues getting parts. It was, it was one of those same thing with the whole shock thing last weekend. I'm in a situation where I have nothing to lose. I'm trying things. Um, I had some people, you know, try and talk me into it. And it was one of those, I just hadn't tried it. So I wanted to try it and we tried it and um, didn't notice anything negative about it. And so we're just kind of evolving with the Yamaha stuff and, uh, you know, learning the little tricks and, and tips on everything. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm glad I tried it. I'm glad I switched. Um, nothing against any of the Honda stuff. Um, it's just, it's just what's working for now. Yeah. I've always wondered why the Yamaha or the Suzuki seem to work so much better in the woods than the Honda. You know, really, yeah, I, I really don't know. The, the only complaint I have is I haven't quite figured out the turning on my Yamaha. Um, I had my Honda turning down pretty dialed. Um, we've, we've actually got the Walsh flag on right now, um, which has helped. And um, we're getting there. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning with it and um, I'm getting used to it. So, but when I first switched, that was really the only obstacle I had with switching from the Honda to the Yamaha was trying to figure out the turning. Um, on a bike that turns better than a Honda. Do what? On a bike that turns better than a Honda. See, I never felt that way, though. Wow. Yeah, come I, I'm, come I'm, I'm not talking Go ahead. fast stuff. I'm talking like real tight and technical. Like it didn't turn as sharp. Really? Yeah. So you got like five not, minutes with me on the, on the concrete and, and, and show me what the issue is because <laughs> you got to work to turn the Honda and you just like move your butt to the side of the seat and the Yamaha turns, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And some of it just could have been my riding style. So used to the Honda and now I'm, you know, I'm getting used to the, to the Yamaha. Um, but like I said, we're working on that. Um, but uh, really it was just one of those, it was a gamble. Um, I had nothing to lose. I've got some good people. I had I had some great people behind me on the on the Honda stuff. Uh, you know, Demery Motorsports, Todd Demery. He's a, he's kind of a legend in the in the GCC side. Um, you know, all the whole shots that he got. Um, and, and him and I never 
really split ways. Um, he's just, he's more of a Honda guy, you know? So I've got uh, Toby at Moto Experts doing my, my Yamaha stuff. Todd and I still text. We still talk at all the locals. Uh, there was no hard feelings there, you know? Um, he actually texted me after this last weekend. So, so that's always been great, but yeah, so I've got Toby doing my, my head work and, um, motor work on the Yamaha and the tuning. And then, um, as far as building all the stuff I'm doing, I'm doing all the rest that, you know, I mean, not everybody has a mechanic and you, especially look at Chad Weenan builds his own bikes, does his motors. I mean, yep he learned from a lot of people so that he could get to that level, but the confidence sometimes that you guys have, you know, some guys have to have a mechanic do it. And if if you can do it yourself and you ever have a mechanic, then you'll know if he's doing it right or not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm so OCD with my stuff. I was actually working on bikes tonight before we had this and, you know, I like to anything. I, anytime I tighten something, take the little Sharpie out and make sure I put my line on there. Um, if there's something I don't get to do the night that I had planned for, take me a little post-it note, stick on the bar pad and my precision bar pad there. And, uh, you know, stick that on there with whatever I needed, didn't get done or need to continue to do. Um, and, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in, in, in the workmanship on that. That's, that's great. I think one of the coolest things about our industry and about what we get to do, which this is not, I love putting bikes together. I do. I do too. As much as I hate washing too, I also <laughs> washing. I do. It depends on the day, right? You know, after a Saturday's race come Sunday, I was washing here at home. It was a great day wash, right? <laughs> now there's other races that are, you know, a little tougher to wash. Right. But, um, throughout the whole process where it comes to washing, working on them, and then even like the sponsorship side where you're, you're talking to the sponsors and you're calling them up and, and working your deals. I, I really enjoy all of it. Yeah. The, 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 I'm, I'm in a, a weird spot in my life uh, being the, where I work, I'm getting called as to be the sponsor. And then I have to turn around for the podcast and make that same call to be sponsored. And, and yep. when, you, when you, when you've been, in the situation I've been in most of my life, it's so different to make the call to be sponsored. Yep. You almost, you almost forget what to say like, you know, and how to ask, you know? Yep. So I, I respect all of you guys that, that are beating the bushes and, and trying to get sponsors. I actually respect it way more, the process way more now that I'm in the situation I'm in. Yeah. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because um, with, with my job, the way it is now and it has been in the last couple of years, um, my new boss that I have actually mentioned the other day, you know, I, I, he said, I, I feel like the racing and the way you've you've had to you know go out and get your sponsor, do your resume and do all that has helped you. Because I didn't go to college for, you know, sales or any of that. Right. And, you know, I went for welding. Um, so, you know, me being able to actually weld and selling the stuff is great. You know, I can actually explain it to them versus saying, I'm just selling you this machine and figure it out. Right. Um, but he, you know, he said, it's cool that, that the racing has, you know, with your sponsors, having to talk with them and work the deals has, has made you into being able to go into this 
profession and, and, and jumping right in and, and having, you know, not being scared to, to just walk in a, a place and talk to them or, and, you know, make that cold call or whatever. And so, so that's, that's cool that the racing has, you know, got me into the position where I, I can go into the territory manager outside sales position and, and, and not, not be scared about it. Well, you interact with so many different people in your life from the, the people that you go see at the races and, and you're, you're doing something that a lot of young people don't do. You're having face-to-face conversations instead of texting or emailing or whatever it is. And yeah. I, that, or even just so talking on the phone. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what, if I can get, that's my big thing with every sponsor is I, I like to have a contact because I like to be able to not to call you every day and bug you, but I like to be able to talk to you and say, you know, Hey, how you, how are you doing today? How, you know, how was the holiday weekend or how was your weekend? This and that. And just, you know, be personal with everybody. Cause at the end of the day, we're all human. We're just trying to do our job or, you know, you know, enjoy our hobby. And, um, you know, I, I enjoy the face-to-face or even just the phone conversation versus the text or emails. Well, keep that because I can tell you from the sponsor standpoint, getting a call from a writer. Hey, just wanted to tell you how things were going. And, oh, by the way, how are you? What's going on with this? What's going on with that? And, and having the interaction, Yep. hang up the phone, you got a smile on your face and you're positive about that individual instead of, you know, wondering, huh, wonder how things are going with Austin. He hasn't called in freaking six months, you know, but I got an email saying he needed something. You know, and yeah, it's like, exactly. well, I'll answer that email next week instead yeah. of, hey, let's get this thing taken care of today, right now, get it out the door, you know, because you, you because you made that phone call. Yeah, so, I agree with that 100 percent. Well, so many people nowadays more, I think, in the younger version of the riders, they don't understand that, you know, they yeah. just they, they just understand that, that we need. How many times you got on the phone and you got to call somebody, a bank or something, and you get a recording? Oh, every day at work when I call into a vendor, you know, it's like, just give me who I need to talk to. I don't I don't want to talk to this some recording or dial one and dial 10 and whatever it is, you know, just give me someone to talk to. I want a human. You know, give me a human. Even if it's the wrong human, give me a human. The, the wrong human can usually lead you to the right one, right? You may go to three, four, five, six, but you'll get to the right one eventually, right? Eventually, exactly. Yeah, and, and that and and that's what it's all about. Um, you already told me that you're building bikes for next year, or getting ready for bikes next year. Are yep. you making changes for next year? You know, it really the biggest change, which is happening now is the whole running Springer versus air shocks. Um, other than that, you know, I, I've got some sponsorship deals to work out. Um, but I, I plan on keeping everything the same, you know, I, I'm finally clicking with what I got. Um, and you know, I really want to expand on what, you know, what I have. Um, so really we're, keeping everything the same. I'm just going to do, like I said, kind of work on the back deal, get that hopefully figured out before um, January one. And then I really want to kind of get back in the gym. Um, I, like I mentioned earlier, I haven't really ever been in the gym until last winter. 
and fell in love with it probably too much. Like I said, I was there twice a day with also riding and totally drained my body. You know, I was trying to take all, you know, the right proteins and I had, I was meal prepping and this and that trying to do everything I could. Um, I mean, I gained 35 pounds in just under two months, um, just from straight working out. Um, so I want to get back in the gym, maybe not go that hard, but just do a lot of endurance stuff, get, get into some rowing. Um, I really want to run, be able to do, do some running. Um, I haven't been able to do that for years. I've had four knee surgeries. So, um, I want to slowly, you know, get back into that, get back in the gym and just, you know, go out next year. Um, with the same mentality I had this year, um, hopefully not a back issue, um, in the same physical shape I was in and, and really see what we can do. That, that sounds like a great plan. You're maturing right in front of everyone and, and becoming a threat to the XC1 class. That's the goal. There you go. Uh, I do have one off the wall question. Is the 703 going to go away? Oh, you know, the 703 is sticking. Um, until I, until I told, I've always told myself until I get that top five, which, you know, I got the top five race, right. But until I get that top five number, the seven of three stick. That's, that's kind of what I was wondering, you know, what was your, what was your stepping off point? Yep. Yeah. yeah that that's, um, and, and I like, I, I like my goals. So that's my goal. And when I achieve that, it'll be a great, it'll be a great time to have that number. But until then, that's my goal, and I'm not stopping until I get it. Where did the 703 come from? That's my birthday. Well, okay. July 3rd, yep. Hey, that that's an easy number to the easy way to pick a number, you know? Yep. It's just it's just stuck ever since I it really what happened was we were at the first race, you know, way back 2014 when dad was all mad because he didn't want to race and and whatever. So we get up there to sign up and like, what's your number? I'm like, uh, I, I don't know. They're like, what's your birthday? I'm like, well, July 3rd. They're like, how about 703? I'm like, great. That works. Sounds for me. good to me. Yeah. And it stuck. So like I said, that's, that's the number until I get that top five position for the year. So you didn't explain that story very well about dad not wanting to be there. Oh yeah. 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 So, um, not that he didn't want to be there, didn't want to race, but you know, he knew deep down how expensive it was and, and the time it took. Right. Um, I don't know. Do you know Marshall Goings by chance? Have you heard of that name? I've, I think I've heard the name. You've heard the name. I'm sure uh, him and Cole Richardson were fighting for the X2 championship back in uh, 2014. He lives three miles from me, uh, always has. And uh, so he was two years older than me in high school. We went to the same high school growing up. That's, I mean, I wanted to race. I wanted to be a marshal, right? Um, so, uh, the winner of 2013 and 2014, um, I had a 400EX that was totally ragged. I had it for a couple of years. I mean, it was pretty much all but blown up, right? Going through a quart of oil, you check the gas, right? <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> so we traded, you know, I talked dad and trading that in and getting a 450. And um, behind his back, I ordered fly racing gear and a helmet and boots, which I had, you know, I had a helmet before, but I didn't have the boots. I didn't have, you know, all the gear. Right. So I ordered that behind his back and it showed up one day and he's like, what's this? Like, Oh yeah. Um, 
I just, I just wanted to get some gear and played it off. Long story short, we get up to, you know, like two weeks before the first race. I'm like, yeah, I'm racing in two weeks. And he's like, no, you're not. I'm like, yes, yes, I am. Well, you know, obviously he wanted to be there because I was 15 at the time and he allowed me to go. So he wasn't totally against it. He just knew that I was really pushing the buttons and he acted like he didn't want to be there. Put it that way. You know, so I finished the race. I, there was like three inches of snow on the ground with those big snow drifts and I got stuck. And I think I finished like fourth and C or something. It wasn't anything crazy. Um, but I, I saw, a, you know, I saw a ball wide up above his head and he, he, when I came across that finish line, he was excited. And, uh, I was able to, to, uh, talk him into getting suspension from Marshall and, and Marshall really started helping me out. And then I was able to actually win three C class championships that year. Um, and ever since then he's, I think he's more about it than I am. Honestly, he's, <laughs> you know, I'm 20, I'm 24. He goes to all the races with me. Um, my mom goes to some races. Um, I think it's cool that, you know, my dad still goes with all, you know, to all the races with me. And, um, and it, it's, it's really, a, you know, him and I time and we go race, we go travel. Um, in the garage tonight, I was working on the floor. He came out about five o'clock. He's like, what do you need? What do you need from me? You need me to do this, do that. And, you know, he, he's always willing to help. So I appreciate that. So that that's pretty awesome stuff right there. Um, how old is your dad? If you don't mind me asking. You know, I, I, you shouldn't ask me that, but, uh, he's like, he's like, uh, early to middle fifties, put it that way, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah. So he's yeah. still relatively young, active. Yeah. Oh yeah. I still, I always said it and I actually, I need to one day, I need to put a tracker on him at a racetrack. Cause you know, people talk about Hunter Hart's dad running around at the nationals. Like he's always, you know, you see him three times throughout the race. Right. Um, my dad doesn't venture out into the woods much, but if we don't park close to the finish, it doesn't matter. My dad will be at the finish line. He'll be back at the pits. He'll run around if there's a bad spot, you know, so my dad's always running around. He's, he's, he's always doing whatever it takes. Um, and I, and I, I can never thank him enough for that. Is Hunter's dad as excited as Hunter? <laughs> probably honestly all i mean i've seen hunter's dad in the woods since i started racing nationals he usually has a big bright yellow shirt on and you can't miss the guy he's like 18 feet tall um and um you know I, i've it's cool to see him out there too well every time i talk to hunter it's uh-huh uh-huh and he's just da -da 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 -da. it never stops yeah yeah is he always, as long as you've known him, has he been like that? Yeah. Yeah, sure has. Yeah. The first time I talked to him and, 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 and did a show with him, I was like, Oh my God, this kid's going <laughs> to have a heart attack right here in front of me. <laughs> yep. And he was yep. all good. That was just yeah. him. You know? Yep. Yeah. He was, he was one of the, another one of those that uh, was at the, the action camp this, this last summer too. So yeah, I was uh, um, texting back and forth with quite a few different people and trying to set things up from for the for shows and and uh, most of them were there. Everybody I was talking or trying to talk to. So. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's a, that's an awesome thing. Like I said, I, I've said it multiple times. I'll say it again. Um, it, it was super cool to finally make it there 
and, you know, finally hang out with everybody. Jason's Jason and his family action off road has been a huge part of my program since 2019. Um, I really can't thank, thank them enough. Um, they've helped me out tremendously and, uh, a lot of the reason I'm still racing. So, um, it, it felt good to finally make it to that camp and, you know, hang out with the kids, hang out with the team. Um, and it, it was just a great experience. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get involved in understanding more about that. And, and yeah, you need to get Jason on here. You send me his contact. I will send you his contact. He, he would be a good make one. To sure, come make sure you tell him that I'm going to reach out. I will. I, I sure will. Okay. Cause we've done some cold stuff like that and it doesn't work out real well. Okay. Yeah. I'll make sure I mention him on here and then he needs to jump on. Not a problem. I, I, I am always wanting to get different sides of the industry and different forms of it, you know, and, and, um, you know, I don't know everybody and I don't know everything and I want to know everybody and I want to know everything. <laughs> Austin, it was a pleasure to have you on. You are always welcome here. Anytime you have anything that you want to put out, please reach out to us. We will get it out there for you on all of our social media pages. Um, I do follow you and I do watch what you're doing. So, um, and I do check the results. So, you know, that I'm paying attention. That's awesome. That, that is, it's awesome to have, have a group like that, that's, uh, you know, keeping up with all of us and, uh, and putting stuff like this out there. You know, there's not a lot of people that do that anymore. And, uh, I'm looking forward to this Aaron and, uh, getting out there. Well, I appreciate that. The team here at ATV talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATV San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industries building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all the available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.